Fidelity High, the people you dig, the records they love. Sylvanesso is the critically acclaimed indie pop duo comprised of Amelia Meath and Nick Sanborn. Prior to forming the band, Amelia was a member of the acclaimed folk trio Mountain Man, and Nick spent time as a member of the band Megaphon. The pair's eponymous debut spawned the hit song Coffee, which Rolling Stone named one of the 50 best songs of 2014, and has been streamed over 57 million times on Spotify. The album reached number 39 on the Billboard 100 chart, while reaching number 7 on the Independent Albums chart. 2017 saw the release of their sophomore album, What Now?, which the AV Club called Brilliant. They stated in their perfectly rated review that What Now? grows into something deeper, smarter, more comfortable, more intimate, and more cohesive. They added that it is a record so good it answers its own title question and makes you eager to ask it again. Hey, this is Nick. This is Amelia. And our Fidelity High is Break Mirrors by Blake Mills. I discovered Blake Mills in, a, in I believe, 2010, right when this record came out. We both played a benefit at the Troubadour in L.A. I was with my first band, Mountain Man. And it was like a f- seven-band bill, and everyone took too long. <laughs> and, you know, there was, just, there was a lot of ego in a very small room. Yeah, that's a filled, tiny room. Filled yeah. with benefactors. Um, so it was exhausting. And the one breath of fresh air, other than Cass McCombs, who also played that show, was actually Cass played the show under the condition that Blake Mills also played it. And that was how I got to see Blake Mills. And at the time, um, Danielle Heim was singing with him. So it was the first time that I got to see her sing, too. And after, you know, they played, it was amazing. All of the other jerk-off bands played. It was okay. Um, <laughs> and then I got his record and listened to it pretty much every day for six to nine months. I was thought you were going to say seven years because I feel like we still listen to that record almost every day. <laughs> yeah, dog. So good. High school friends Blake Mills and Taylor Goldsmith founded the band Simon Dawes and released their debut EP, What No One Hears, in 2005, to be followed by their full-length, Carnivore, the next year. Mills departed the band shortly after the LP's release, which was the catalyst for Goldsmith restructuring the lineup and shortening the band name to simply Dawes. After spending time as a touring guitarist and session musician, Mills released his debut album, Break Mirrors, in 2010 to considerable acclaim. I first heard him uh, when he opened for Fiona Apple, who I'm a like gigantic fan of. I think Fiona Apple is just amazing. Um, and she just put out that last record, The Idler Wheel, uh, um, which if you haven't heard it, is another. We could do a whole other episode about that record. Um, but he opened that tour and played in her band. And I had, uh, me and my buddy, Brad, had not seen him play solo before. And it was just one of those sets that... You, you kind of show up early thinking, eh, we'll sit through a guy. And just from the moment he started playing, it was it, you knew it was a, a different deal. And uh, it was just one of the best sets I had seen in a long time. And then I, I he's, he's kind of tough to find. At least he was then. I he's, still, he's, well, he's just like one grams now. 
So yeah, are... it's a little more accessible now, but but at the time, I remember being like, "Does this guy not exist?" Yeah, like on dude. the internet. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. And then we talked about it, and you were like, "Because next time you came to town, you you played me this record." Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and well, and here we are, a, a bazillion years later. Yeah, still listening to that record and weeping every now. Uh, yeah, and then. I mean, how could you not? Mm-hmm. While speaking to David Frick of Rolling Stone magazine, Eric Clapton stated that Mills was the last guitarist that I thought was phenomenal. The legendary producer Rick Rubin also told the Los Angeles Times, Blake's musicality is limitless. He happens to be a breathtaking guitar player, but his real talent lies in what he chooses to play and how. Mills has also garnered acclaim for his production work for other artists, including Fiona Apple, Perfume Genius, Connor Oberst, Billy Gibbons' Easy Top, John Legend, and more. In 2015, he produced the Grammy Award-winning album Sound and Color by Alabama Shakes, and the next year, he produced his former bandmates and Dawes on their latest effort, We're All Gonna Die. But it was first with his solo debut Break Mirrors in 2010 that both his songcraft and production prowess were both simultaneously on display. It just feels like people are taking wild production experiments in a way that doesn't feel edgy. Like it feels just unique and purposeful. So the songs are absolutely gorgeous and really varied and each, uh, you know, they're just some of the greatest songs uh, that I know. But also the production matches that with this similar sense of wildness, you know, like, um, uh, you know, like like there's like lyrics that feel really contemporary and lawless at the same time. I'm sorry, I keep using that term, but it's kind of how I feel about it. Like like that uh, that uh, line in "Hey Lover," where he says, uh, um, uh, uh, "I always learn the music and forget the words." Uh, copy paste. What, what's the what's the exact? I'm like, um, I'm, I'm not spot so. Uh, um, I never tell her when she plays a song, song I've, I've never, never heard, heard because I've always learned the music, music and forget, forget the words. words. But I want to write with her. I wish I sung that well. Copy, Fucking paste, copy, paste, Google, Google search, search and, and send, send it, it to, to myself. myself. So like that line, who writes that? That's a like, weird thing to say. That is a weird, super like name checking Instagram in a trap song kind of thing to do. But he does it in a way that do- that feels instantly. You're like, oh yeah, that's just a timeless thing now because we all do that. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a, a contemporary human experience. Like it, he puts you in a place in a way that you've never heard anyone else do. So like on one side, there's that lyrical end that that feels similar to that, and then on the other end. That's matched with these wild production choices that don't feel, uh, you know, overly, you know, electronic or modern or anything. They just feel unique, like you've never heard anyone do them before. And they feel very, uh, this weird combination of now and timeless, just like that line. You know what I mean? Yeah, darn tootin'. There's also, like, he does crazy stuff on this record. Like, there's one song where, like, it's like grooving along it's like a minute and 20 seconds long and then the whole damn thing cuts out and a new groove that like could maybe have been a bridge at some point fades back up and oh, in yeah. like so it's kind of two songs but also like definitely one song it's wild he's just taking a lot of liberties it's really exciting 
So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of on its on its surface. I think a lot of the reasons, but the real reason is the same reason you like any record because it's a beautiful set of songs in an order that is just gorgeous. You know. Yeah. Uh, I also is there like, a better closing track than "History of My Life" on any record ever? I mean, truth. I you know I never think about the order in this record. I guess that's kind of true. Which is funny. Um, I think for me it's a I don't need that much planning or like intentional track um it's it's tracked in a different way that like classic records are where like cheers is definitely the beginning track and history of my life is definitely the end but the middle like all feels like here's an idea and here's another idea and here's this other idea and they don't like really necessarily reference each other it's just a collection of really unique songs about things that haven't been written about yet and it feels like it happened in a moment, like it's a snapshot mm-hmm. of this instant. Darn tootin'. There's so many lines in it all work out. I mean, this it's littered with gem lines you could pick. But like that thing of, uh, of where his dad um, kept the checkbook tighter than a duck's ass going down a water slide. You know, it, it's like the kind of thing that it, it puts you in, you know, late 70s, early 80s childhood. Um, but it also feels like something like an ancient grandpa would say at like an old corner store, you know, it's like it, it's like this weird line treading, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so specific. Yeah. Also like just starting your record with the line cheers to jumping off the roof to catch the ball. <laughs> like, which we all did that when we were kids. It's a crazy thing to do. Cause you have to get your friend to throw the ball at the right time. So that you can catch the ball before you land in the pool or whatever, or the pile of leaves or something. But like, what a unique and amazing image to begin your record with. What a leap of faith, an actual leap of faith. I think a lot, the the wild amount of permission that Blake Mills gave himself creatively while making this record has definitely influenced me in being able to just say like, you know what? We're going to try it and make a crazy collection of sounds and see how that feels. Yeah, it that's definitely I think that's one of the biggest lessons of this record, I think, production-wise mm-hmm. is uh just fucking go for it. You know, like it doesn't matter what's there. Just make make a cool sound happen and make it be honest. Um on a very in a very practical way, I think it's made me uh throw up a room mic way more often. Yeah, darn tootin'. <laughs> it's oh. like a master class in room sound. The, the weird, shitty, overcompressed room mic just yeah. a, a block away, you know? Even when we were, like, we were, when we were hanging out uh, the other day, uh, listening to some track he was working on, this guitar tone was just awesome. I was like, wow, what is that? He's like, I just plugged right into the board and blew out the preamp. I was like, yep, don't, don't worry about it. Just do it. Just plug it in. Just put the mic up. Just make it happen. Get out of your own way, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And make every part fun. Mm-hmm. As my favorite drama teacher from college, Dina Janice, would say, do the do. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've talked about a couple of the lyrics for Hey Lover earlier in the thing. I think it's maybe the most emblematic of the exuberant joy side of the record. Uh, and it's also about the exuberant joy of just liking somebody a yes. lot. Yes. 
and it does and it feels like kind of new and early but also like just fun and breezy and and it's about just really liking someone a lot yeah which i which is so nice it's really rare to have a song that's about just liking someone a lot that doesn't have to do with them like saving the other person yes uh totally or like giving their life meaning meaning he like does that great thing where like there is definitely an object of his uh, like a human of his affection in this song but the song's about him it's not like it doesn't freeze that that romantic subject in time it doesn't hold them down or make them something that they have to adhere to or be it's just about his experience which is a great way to write a love song because it's always about you anyway <laughs> everyone's a star of their own movie yeah yeah it's like it it it's like it's about the moment when something's just starting to go well with somebody and you for an instant kind of dream of a future Mm-hmm. You know, you have your first thing of like, maybe this is maybe this is going to be like that. Maybe this is going to be long haul. Maybe you're going to do this, and it's just the it's the pure uh, joy and weirdness of that like initial spark of a dream somehow translated into a song. How do you do that? Oh That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, he even he even has a romantic idea about making the first letters of their children's first names match. Oh, yeah. Which is a really cute and dorky thing to think about. Also saying I want to raise I want to raise with you, right? Watch the younglings hatch. Mhm. Oh, I mean. It's nice. It's a great great line. It's cool. <laughs> thanks to Amelia and Nick of Sylvanesso, and thanks for listening to this episode of Fidelity High. All episodes of Fidelity High are currently available at fidelityhigh.com.